Hey guys, welcome everyone to New Music Mondays, the show where we listen to and discuss new Canadian independent music. Believe it or not, Canada has a great reputation for awesome independent music, and it's it's well-deserved. There are artists all over this country creating awesome music with something to say. I am your host, Ben in Toronto, and this show airs every day at noon on Dropout Radio, streaming online at dropoutentertainment.ca. It is also available as a podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Deezer, and of course, iHeartRadio. So subscribe if you like what you hear. Amazon might have a bumpy Canadian country road ahead, and if you live in Toronto, you can take the word country out of that analogy. The massive e-commerce company is once again facing the possibility of a workers' union, this time organized by the Canadian Teamsters Union, who has been attempting to organize Canadian workers at at least nine of the 14 Canadian Amazon facilities. Amazon has, for a long time, faced criticism for forcing longer-than-normal working hours and less-than-awesome conditions on its workforce, particularly in North America. If successful, this would be the first time Amazon employees have been unionized in the company's history. Who knew an online bookshop would cause so much trouble, while making getting almost anything so much easier? I mean, I guess a lot of people saw this one coming, so good luck to the Teamsters Union and Amazon employees, and while I still don't know why you sent me a random industrial laundry hamper last year, thank you for not making me pay for it. Did I sell it on Facebook? Yes. Yes, I did. (laughs) Homeshake is the solo project of Montreal-based singer, songwriter, and musician Peter Cigar. Homeshake's music is stripped down and chill, the artist pulls inspiration from smooth soul and R&B music. Cigar has been releasing music under the Homeshake moniker since 2012, when Fixture Records released the artist's debut cassette, The Homeshake Tape. Later in 2014, Cigar would release his debut full-length album, In the Shower. Cigar's music continued to evolve from there, later with the inclusion of electronic elements, synths and whatnot. Homeshake's latest full-length album was released earlier this year. It's called Under the Weather, and it's very much worth a listen. And that is exactly what we are going to do, just a little, right now. This is the new single from Homeshake's latest album, Under the Weather. This is I Know, I Know, I Know. Always there. 
Kristen Bird is an entertainer through and through. He's played festivals such as Boots and Hearts, Havelock Jamboree, and Camp and Fest, among others. The Ontario Artist Tour history also includes opening for major Canadian acts such as Tyler Shaw, Tim Hicks, Jess Moskaluk, and the Washboard Union. So you could say that Bird is pretty hardworking, and you know what? You would be right. Last year, a year that will live in infamy, <laughs> Bird received the 2020 Country Music Association of Ontario Rising Star nomination and saw his album Unscripted land in the top 10 on the iTunes Canadian Country Chart. I sat down with Bird last week to chat about his new single, Get Go. This is my interview with Canadian country artist, Dustin Bird. Everybody out there, I am here with Dustin Bird. Dustin Bird, how are you today, man? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Last time we spoke, you were gearing up to the release of Unscripted, all the way back in March 2020. How you doing? You okay? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> that there. album. That album reached the top ten on the Canadian country chart. How does that feel? You know, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And you know, like those those accolades, you know, they they come along, and you know, I think like when you first get started out as an artist, and those are like those things that are like, wow, like, you know, if I could hit the top 10 or if I could do this or if I could do that. And and then they come and it just feels, it's satisfying, but it doesn't feel so wowing, which is kind of weird to explain, but it's like these moments happen. And I think because, you know, we've been head down for so long and working and grinding to get this stuff done, it's like amazing. And then the question is, yeah, are we connecting with people? Are people connecting with the music? And so I think like from the moment of getting started as an artist all the way to that moment of like achieving these little accolades and things that the motivation changed a little bit for me, you know? It was like, it started out as that and then it became like, let's make great music and let's connect with people. And you know, if, if it happens to go top 10, then cool. But ultimately like we're here to connect with people and here to, you know, tell my story and and that sort of thing. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a cool feeling for sure. And it's definitely very satisfying, but at the same time, it's like, if that didn't happen, man, I would have been just as satisfied. Right on, right on. That's a good way to look at it. What does modern country music mean to you? Well, I think country music at its core means connecting with people on a really real level. I think it means being honest and staying true to yourself and, and telling your story. And, you know, the modernization of that has mostly been you know, musical modernization. I mean, sure, there's been a lot of lyrical changes in the, in the way of writing country songs and everything like that. But, you know, I think I think country music at its core is just about being true to who you are and making sure that you're staying real with the people who are listening to that music and not straying from that. And so, I mean, however, you know, you approach that, I think, from a production perspective, from a musical perspective, I, I think that will be ever evolving. I think that's always going to change. The instrumentation is always going to change. The way that you deliver a line, the way that you say things. I mean, language is always changing, right? Like the way that we communicate to one another is constantly changing. So inevitably, lyrics are going to change and and that sort of thing. But I think as long as you're staying true to that core of what country music is, or you know, as long as I feel like I'm staying true to the core of what I believe country music is, you know, I think I think that uh, it doesn't really matter how you how you approach it. Uh, you know, from the from the production sense, as long as again that itself is is staying true to the story. For me, production. You know, I'm in the studio right now. I'm working on songs, and for me, it's always like, am I saying with music, with sound, what the song is supposed to be saying lyrically? Am I communicating that in such a way where if you're just listening super passively, you still get it? You know what I mean? It's like that absolute like feeling 
that is that is coming through. And because culture, you know, pop music and hip hop and everything else is always changing. And I don't know anybody who just listens to country music, right? We're always influenced by everything around us. And so for me, it's like, I'm so immersed in this musical culture that, you know, if I include like an 808 in my songs or I include like a synth or something like that, you know, I don't think that takes away from it being a country song. I think it just makes it a country song in 2021. I think it just makes it a country song within the culture that we're living in. So that's that's what it means to me. It just means, you know, staying true to who you are. And I don't think that is necessarily modern country music. I think that's just country music in general. Great answer, man. Great answer. Yeah, you really do see like country music sort of just seeping into to regular pop music and, and vice versa now. Like it's, it's kind mm-hmm. of back and forth. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, like what, what Cassie Pope has been doing lately with her kind of punk pop infusion and into country music and stuff that's been pretty interesting you know the way that uh, i love the new carly pierce album and how that sort of retains that like very organic tried and true sort of country music feeling those textures those amazing players on that record i mean there are so many different ways that you can approach it and tell your story and i think the country music that i love the most is the country music that is telling the story of the person singing it is telling the story of the song and is ultimately delivering authenticity and so you know like it it tends to be sort of a point of like controversy of like what is country and what isn't country and you know is that new king brown song is that really a country song or is like you know this is like reland you know really a country artist with this stuff is keith urban really putting out like country music you know you see that all the time on the internet and it's like yes like the answer is yes it's absolutely country music they are being true to who they are. And if that means, you know, putting those sounds into that song or delivering it in that way, or, you know, using those lyrics or whatever, it's true to them. And if that's country music to them, then that's what country music is. You know, it's so easy, I think, you know, if we were to look at like, you know, take like Hank Williams first, Hank Jr., right? Two completely different sounds, completely different ways of delivering a song, delivering a message. Both things are country music. And, you know, I think you could argue, is that a country song or not a country song to the end of time? But ultimately, if it's if it's real to that artist and, and that's what country music means to them, that's country music. Dope. That's awesome. Here's a 2021 question for you. Have you played anywhere yet? Live? Yeah, man. Like uh, people, been... not cars. Cars don't count. Yeah, yeah no, we, we have. No, it's, it's been uh, kind of a, a mix of, of the, the drive-in shows are, are weird. I think they're kind of weird for everyone. Um, they're weird for everyone. <laughs> you know, you're you're, sit, you're sitting in your car and and it's like you got this urge, I think, to to go get out and go to the beer tent and then walk up to the stage and and move around and chill with people, but you can't. And as a, as a performer, you know, you're delivering to headlights as an audience, and so it's not. It's not really the same, uh, and it definitely creates a different atmosphere, and you're watching a very different show. You know, like for me as a performer, it's like, I'm gonna go out there and give 110% every single show that I put on. It doesn't matter if it's the headlights or if it's to nobody, or if it's to, you know, a thousand people or 20,000 people, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna go out there and give her, but it definitely changes the general atmosphere. And I think we can just kind of agree that it's like a weird feeling just sort of across the board but it's something right and for those people who have been putting on those shows i'm super grateful for that because they have worked their butts off to put those shows on and to make those happen and to work around those guidelines and all the rest of it like that's a lot of work 
you know, so I'm, I've been super grateful for those opportunities. And I'm grateful for the opportunities um, of being able to actually play in front of people. We've been able to do that a little bit this summer with a few key shows, and each one of them has been amazing. They've been amazing experiences because everyone's hungry. You know, everybody wants to get out of their cars. Everybody wants to get out of their houses and wants to go to that beer tent, wants to get in front of the stage and, and sing back the songs to you. That energy is probably the highest level of energy I've experienced so far at shows. You know, I think back to like festivals like like Boots or Havelock or uh, like Kempen Fest and stuff. And don't get me wrong, those are friggin' energetic crowds. For those sure. crowds are ready to go. And pre-COVID, they were rocking hard and they wanted to be there and they were ready for it. And that makes, as, as a performer, that makes it feel like you're on top of the world. And you know, now that we've sort of had to pare down the audience size and have everybody spread out a little bit more and all the rest of it, you would think that the energy really gets lost in that. But it's, it's so amplified because everybody wants to be there so bad and everybody wants to experience that. So the few shows that I've been able to do over the past like four months, they've been amazing. Every single one of them. Nice. I, I consistently kick myself for not going to more festivals and after mm. you know? Right, yeah, before, you like Before the end times. Like, I should have I just sucked it up and paid the $3,000 that summer. I should have just did it, you know? <laughs> So how did it feel getting back on stage in front of people? I mean, I know you kind of said it was like awesome, um, but like, do you want to expand on that? Like maybe the first time, were you nervous? Was it? I, I thought I'd be nervous for the first, the first one that I was able to do, like there's such a long period of not being able to play with the band. And that was out in Shaunavan, Saskatchewan. And so Ty uh, Hunter from the Hunter Brothers, he was putting on like a solo show under Ty Jones. I think Jones is his middle name. Uh, but anyways, he's putting on this kind of solo show and he asked me to play it and I was, already out west and so everything was like hell yeah man like absolutely i'll come out and, and play this show like i'm ready for it as we we're driving there i was like you know i wonder like we had three days lined up for rehearsals uh it was a really big production that i was putting on like very very impressive very like incredibly ambitious you know not only was it covid it was in the town of shaunavan saskatchewan which is like maybe 1500 people or something like that he shout got out to shaunavan saskatchewan shout out to shaunavan freaking what an amazing town man like every single person that I nice. met there was so dope. It was a great town. It was a great time. And Ty was able to execute on that. Like I've never seen anybody execute on anything before. He like, he was amazing in putting that whole thing together. And then his delivery and his performance was incredible. The whole thing was absolutely stunning. And I believe there's going to be some video footage coming out of that as well. So I'm excited for people to see that because like the experience there was, was really great. But that was the first show back that I played with the band. That was back in July. And it was a band that I was unfamiliar with. We were playing together for the first time. And it, like the whole town came out to the show. <laughs> the whole town came out. I was like, uh, generally when I get nervous, I'm like kind of unaware. I'm unaware of when like I, I have more stress than I can handle. Like it's not something that I'm super cognizant of, I guess, but it manifests itself in really physical ways. Like it'll manifest itself in like, my muscles get really tense, especially my back, my shoulders, and my neck, all that stuff. And it's not really like, I think I just keep kind of motoring through stuff. And then like I wake up some mornings, I'm like, oh man, my back is sore. And it generally always seems to align with when I have really like heavy times of, I just got a lot on my plate. There's a lot to be worried about, like whatever. And so that kind of that kind of happened out there where I was like, it was the first show back and I was like, I'm, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good. Everybody's really busy. We got a lot to think about, but like, this is gonna be good, you know? Theoretically, this this is all going to work yet. We just have a lot of kind of unknowns. Woke up the morning of the show, 
and my back was absolutely wrecked, no. man. I was like, I could I could bend over, and we had like all these choreographed pieces because Ty had a bunch of backup dancers out at this show, and so we were supposed to do this like dance sequence thing. And so I was supposed to um, be jumping up and down during a Bruno Mars cover. And there was like a whole thing. And I said to Ty before the show, I'm like, man, like, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do the choreography. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna dip over to the corner while you guys, you know, do your thing. And I'll just be over here, you know, on my like six Tylenol. And um, <laughs> one of the backup dancers, yeah, she lived in Shonovan. So I think she actually went home, got like all of the creams and everything that she could possibly grab out of her medicine cabinet and brought them over to the stage. Uh, in the park in Shonovan and was like, here you go, you can just have these. Now I was like, well, thank you. And so I just slapped on every freaking cream that I could fit in the, you know, the area that hurt. And I was like, really just hoping that, you know, the Tylenol was going to kick in in time and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, I'm, I'm backstage. I got like five minutes to go on and my back is killing me. And I'm like, man, like, I, I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to like move and just sing, you know, because when you have tension like that, it makes it really hard to sing. The tension translates up into the to the throat and into the neck, you know, it kind of squeezes on your vocal cords in a weird way, and it makes it really hard to to put on a show, as you can imagine. And so, like, I'm back there, and I'm kind of like worried about this, but I'm like, whatever. It's like, we got to put on the show. Show's got to show must go on. I'm not gonna like fail now. So here we go. But man, the moment that I walked in on the stage, it just completely disappeared. Like, I mean, didn't even think about it the whole show. Awesome. And it wasn't until it wasn't until I stepped off the stage and bent over to pick something up and I was like, oh, there it is. Okay, <laughs> now, now I'm out. Uh, and it, dude, it was a real problem. Like I had, when I, I could, uh, it was just that moment, the 45 minutes and then like the other little performance bits where I just, I was fine. I was able to do, you know, the choreography, everything like that. Purely the energy coming out of the crowd I think is what did it. I mean, I don't think that Tylenol was kicking in. I don't think all those creams or whatever were actually doing uh, a whole lot, but it was that energy of that crowd that just was so uplifting because you, you can just, it's just such a human thing when everybody is just so ready for it. And you walk out there and it really does, for me, just completely eliminate all, like any stress, any pain, anything like that. And you're kind of in your own world. And that was something, you know, that I think I've known passively over, over the years of performing. And the industry, man, it's, it's a stressful place to be. It's a, you're, you're constantly fighting to, to remain doing this, right? To keep doing this, to keep being an artist, to grow, to, to, you know, do what you believe in. And so over the years, you know, performing in clubs and things like that, those were always, even though, you know, I wasn't making any money doing that and whatever, those were always the th things I was most looking forward to. It was just walking out onto the stage and playing for a room full of people. I mean, like, it didn't matter. Like, I was losing money on most of those shows. Uh, but for those, like, three hours, four hours, whatever, like, I was I was flying. And then, you know, that, like, that can create a whole other world of, like, emotional turmoil as you come off the stage <laughs> and then you have to go back and chill out for a week until the next show and whatever. So you got to learn to deal with that. But... It was something that I didn't fully, I wasn't fully like consciously aware of until that show with Jonathan. And I was like, wow, like the, the, the effects were just so immediate and real. And it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. I got back on the, well, actually I woke up in the morning to, to fly out of, um, flying out of uh, Winnipeg. And I went to close the tailgate on the truck 
or like move a hitch, I think. I was moving a hitch over, like on the tailgate. And oh my, it was the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. The whole, my whole back was done, man. It was like, I don't know how many hours trekking through from six in the morning to like brutal. three or four in the afternoon when my brother, uh, he drove, he drove me, he got, he drove my car and drove me back to the friggin' because he was with me on this uh, little tour. Drove me back to the hospital when we landed back in Toronto. I didn't get to the hospital like four or five and uh, they gave me a bunch of drugs and stuff and it was a whole ordeal. It was the most uncomfortable thing. And, but I was like, for that amount of pain that was just like sitting there, like building up and like that, you know, first off, I mean, you shouldn't have that much stress and tension in your body. That's something that you have to deal with. That's a whole other thing. But for all of that to just be combated by the energy of a crowd, that's amazing. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that is amazing. Like, that is a truly amazing thing. And so it really showed me, like, not only do I want to be here, not only do I want to put this show on, but every single person so passionately wants to see this show that that is just resonating in spades from the crowd. Very cool. Very cool. Um, more great things are happening to you. Um, your song, Every Little Town, hit top 40 in Australia. Did mm -hmm. you ever think that your music would do something like that on the other side of the globe? You know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Again, man, that's pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, Australia, Australia really, like I've never been to Australia and it, and that kills me because I really want to go to Australia. But um, in the chats that I've been able to have with the people over there, it really feels like a second Canada. Like it feels like if I could just hop on a plane right now and go over, like it's just, the people are so kind and so friendly and it and the culture is like really similar in a lot of ways. It's a bunch of small towns over there, a bunch of people who love country music, which I didn't know until we put that song out over there and I started having the conversations. But everybody's like so down to chat about the song and so down to support it. You know, like being, being the first song that we put out to the Australian market and then to have it go top 40 is pretty amazing and it's just a testament to how much they love country music and then how kind they are about supporting artists like me who are just trying to say something with music and and they're just like man like we like it so we're gonna play it and it's just such a breath of fresh air um, to have that sort of energy around new music so that was really, really cool. I really want to get to Australia. We were kind of thinking, oh, maybe 2022. Of course, COVID like kind of puts puts a wrench and all that sort of stuff. So we're hoping this stuff gets opened up and we can start talking about doing some touring over there. Dope, very cool. Your new single is out now. It came out on September 29th. It is called Get Go. Uh, mm -hmm. We're gonna listen to that in a moment. Um, but what can you tell me about the song? Get Go is a special song, man. Get Go is a special song for me. I have been looking for a single, look, looking for songs for now uh, since like February, since we put out Unscripted. And I was writing and listening to pitches and all the rest of it, right? Like you do and making up demos. And this song, Get Go, started out as a, as a pitch. Started out as um, a song coming from writers, uh, Joe Don Rooney, Pavel Dolyuk and Josh Miller. And these writers are incredible. Like, I mean, they've written on some amazing stuff. And I didn't realize that they had written it when I first heard the song. I like I like to drive around when I'm listening to demos. I like to just chill out, turn the world off and listen to the song. And I heard the hook that like, I knew it from the get go, that, that. And I was like, 
yep. I was like, that's the one. <laughs> easily, easily that's the one. And I like, I rushed home and I started uh, kind of writing on it, like writing some different lines for the lyrics, uh, you know, in the, in the verses and changing some stuff in the chorus. And then I jumped into Pro Tools and I started working on a track for it and everything. And at this point, like I, I'd only like, I'd just been listening to the song over and over and over again. And I ended up doing like a, just just a demo of like this, what I, the lyrics that I changed, they, I, I just had tunnel vision on this song. I sent it to, to my manager, Jeremy, and so much, so much the lyrics have changed. And it was a fully like finished demo. And he was like, I don't know about this. He's like, I don't know that you can just like change all this stuff with like writers like this. He's like, I'm not sure. He's like, I'll send it over and we'll see what happens. But he's like, don't get your hopes up. And I was like, oh man, like I was, I was a little bit like sad because I was like, man, I, I really just love this song. And I just, there was just something so immediate about it that made me just want to pour myself into it. And I did. And then I was like, oh no, what if they don't like it? Like, what if they don't want me to cut this or whatever? I hadn't even really considered that. And he sent it down and they got back to us and they were like, yep, absolutely cut this. And I was like, okay, let's dive into it. And I started talking with the uh, Doug Romano who co-produced the song with me. And we kind of started going, like diving deeper into it. And like all of this is is happening. We're jumping, jumping into the song. And I, I'm like, I don't know what it is about the song. I don't, I can't even like talk. I can't even say like what it is that I, that I love so much about it. Like I don't, I don't know, I just do. And uh, we start working on the production and we start talking about it more philosophically. You know, we start taking a more of a macro picture of it, like zooming out and looking at it from a bigger picture sort of perspective because I've been so in the weeds with it. And that's when I started to realize like this is, this is like a, a story that I have yet to live. This is a story that is waiting for me to be able to tell for myself. And I'm sort of like manifesting it in this song. And I think that's why it really spoke to me right out of the gate. It's like, this is this is for the person I haven't met yet. This is, this is a, a connection that's waiting to happen with somebody. I couldn't even, I couldn't even verbalize it. I couldn't even fully internalize it when I first heard it. And it just became that as, as I as I was working on it and it sort of revealed itself to me. And so as we jumped into the production, it was so clear, uh, you know, what we were trying to say. And that really makes the world of difference when it comes to production. I want it to feel like it's enveloping you like a like a connection does with somebody. It just sucks you in and it and it wraps you up. And just having those kind of ideas going into sound design and stuff completely changes the way that you look at production. And so, again, going back to like, what does modern country music mean and all that? It's like, we're telling a story, you know? We're telling a story and, and if that means, you know, using these sounds to do it, then so be it. I don't care. I'm not, you know, tied to a, a steel guitar. Now, granted, there's some dope steel guitar in this, but I'm not necessarily tied to that, you know? Um, or anything, you know, it's just, it's just like, what are we trying to say? And this song just says it all for me. And, and in this moment in time, it's, it's, it's saying exactly what I want to say. And so I'm really, I'm really lucky to have been able to cut this. And I'm really fortunate to be able to kind of put this out into the world and, and to manifest this connection waiting to happen. Very cool, man. Very cool. Um, if someone isn't familiar with your music, where would you suggest that they start? I think just... Play a song, land on whatever you land on, 
they're all, they're all saying something. They all have a story to tell. If you don't like it, then there's another one out there for you. So if you're if you're on my Spotify or Apple Music or, or wherever you're at, um, just whatever song pops up, give it a listen. I am so grateful for you if you do that. And uh, if you don't like it, like I said, like that's cool. Like there's some there's some different sounds. Um, you know, Rolling Stone is one that uh, really kind of stands out from the pack. Um, same with Every Little Town. Both those were kind of live with the four tracks and Broken Lonely, and they they all kind of have something to say, man. So whatever I think. Uh, you land on if it resonates with you like let me know like hit me up and if you don't like anything that i do then i i sincerely apologize <laughs> but uh, i don't think yeah. you need to apologize where can we keep up with dustin bird keep up with me on instagram it's the best place um for like shows that are coming up yeah some really cool shows coming up yeah for new music like coming out uh this song drops the radio tomorrow i believe um, sure does. So talking about that and um, which will be which will be in the past by the time the show airs just for everyone else oh okay right i always i always forget that that uh, stuff doesn't happen in real time i always just talk about <laughs> what's happening right now yeah. <laughs> anyways good, yeah man. you can find me on instagram or uh you know twitter if you're if you're about that you know my tiktok is uh it's just me like making different sounds happen and stuff like that so if you kind of want to dig in there like I like to have fun on that platform, but um, if you just want to keep up with stuff, Instagram for sure. Awesome. Uh, what have, do you have a website you want to plug? Sure, yeah. It's DustinBraveMusic.com. You can go there. Um, you know, you should be able to get uh, merch here soon and um, like tickets, things like that through the site. So if you really want to dig in, like become a super fan, like go to that there website. Go. What is next for Dustin Bird? Like I said, we've got some shows coming up. We've got this song going out to radio. Um, I'm working on new music all the time. Um, and like I said, like I produce, so working with other artists and got some really cool projects dropping soon. There's just, there's a lot happening. So check that stuff on Instagram, baby. Nice, nice. We are going to listen to Get Go. What would you like people to take away from the song the first time they hear it? Just immerse yourself in it and try and connect with it on on a really deep personal level, you know, in the way that we did it, it's like, you can listen to it passively, you can chill out to it, you can roll the windows down to it, you can crank it up, you can bump to it. But you know, if, if you've been listening this long to the podcast, then uh, I think just to try and immerse yourself in it, immerse yourself in those lyrics. And and if you can pull something away from that, that resonates with you in a, in a way that feels like, you know, either this is something that you felt before, or this is something that you haven't felt yet, I think just let it happen. And I would love to hear your story and the way that it resonates with you. And you can always feel free to DM me or whatever if you want to talk about it. But that's, I think, what I want people to take from it, just a connection. Very awesome. Well, thank you, Dustin Bird, for hanging out with the show. Hey, you got it. Thanks for having me. Anytime, anytime, man. Everyone out there, this is the new one from Dustin Bird. This is Get Go. I know you didn't mean to stop me dead in my boots. Me off of my feet and make my heart skip a beat soon as you walked in the room. In the blink of the ocean, news, I knew it was you for good. No doubt in my mind, you don't even gotta try, and you got me feeling like nobody else could. I knew it from the get go, I was never ever gonna ever wanna let go of holding on to you. I ain't ever gonna regret those. Cause every single day 
of the past, ghosts of a relationship, and ghosts. Like, you know, actual ghosts. Probably, maybe. I have no idea what that all means. It just sounded like a cool way to introduce the next track. Canadian post-hardcore punk pop rocker Chris Nine has just released his latest single, Ghosts, from his new EP, The Heavy. Chris Nine drives straight into the mind-fracturing implications of desire and the kaleidoscope of expectation. His sound lends an unwavering strength and relentless power to those seemingly broken, seeking new light within the dark. The artist describes his music as relentless rock, and if you hit up chris9.com, you can even pick up some relentless rock merch. It's pretty, it's pretty dope. And it's a great way to support independent artists. Merch, that is. This is the new single from Chris9 off his newest EP, The Heavy. This is Ghosts.
That is the show this week, everyone, and I hope you all have an incredible week. Don't forget that life can surprise you for the better, usually when you least expect it. Thanks again to Dustin Bird for hanging out with the show. It was awesome. It was awesome talking to you, man. If you are interested in Dropout and the work that we are doing, pumping up Canadian bands, and I use the term work pretty, pretty friggin' loosely as we do this out of out of musical love, check out Jesse and myself on the Release Day podcast with Alex Heward. It is available anywhere you get your podcasts. I don't think that episode is actually out yet, but it will be soon. And, and regardless, it is a great podcast. The Release Day podcast delves into the release day process that every artist faces. So check it out and subscribe for notifications. I'm still your host, Ben in Toronto. This is still New Music Mondays, and we will be back soon with another episode, so definitely subscribe to this podcast also. Don't forget to hit up Dropout Entertainment on social media at Dropout Entertainment, and hit me up too at Ben in Toronto, because friends are fun. Dropout is licensed to play through SoCan, so thank you, SoCan. Visit dropoutentertainment.ca for new Canadian independent music news, and now back to 100% real Canadian independent music. This is Dropout Radio. <laughs>